Hello and welcome to Night in on Negotiation, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Knighton. My philosophy is that you cannot change the other person you negotiate with, but you can change how you negotiate with them to achieve better outcomes for you or your organization. This podcast series includes interviews, lectures, speeches, and webinars, and includes materials from all four of my books. For more information and free resources, please visit www.jnyden.com. Enjoy. Many of us are familiar with the price tug of war. I'm sure we've all been there before. It doesn't have to feel like a tug of war though when you understand the predictable patterns when negotiating price and only price. Understanding these patterns will give you a tremendous advantage at the bargaining table. I say price and only price because the discussions become much more complex as we incorporate trade-offs like expedited shipping in contractual terms like unlimited liability. So trade-offs and T's and C's do impact price, and we'll be talking about that in future learning sessions. I'm Jeanette Knighton. I'm the author and co-author of three books, including Getting to We, Negotiating Agreements for Highly Collaborative Relationships, The Vested Outsourcing Manual, and Negotiation Rules. I work with supply chain professionals to maximize key customer-supplier relationships by providing tactical, customized contract negotiation training and coaching from the planning phase through to execution. I've worked with both sales teams and purchasing teams and usually at the same company and at the same time. So my advice is balanced and multifaceted. That dual approach to supply chain negotiations gives me an exceptional view into translating customer demands into supplier performance. All right, let's define some common negotiation terms so that we're all on the same page. We'll be talking about asking price, the setting the anchor, what your bottom line is versus what your walkaway point is, establishing a target price and the zone of agreement. You should have your negotiating money map in front of you. It's also in my book, Negotiation Rules, and in the training manual as well. Please refer to this map for the rest of the conversation so that you can follow along. All right, let's start with your bottom line. Your bottom line or the discomfort zone is the point at which the negotiator could accept the price, but he or she is not comfortable with the price. So now if you'll notice when I say the bottom line, I also call it the discomfort zone because some people are uncomfortable with the price, but they can still live with it. It's not the point at which they're financially losing money on the deal. Now the discomfort zone or your bottom line lies immediately within the vertical bars for both the seller and the buyer alike. Okay, it's the point at which you're uncomfortable with the price, but you are still making money on the deal. Now, the key with your bottom line is not to go lower than your bottom line if you're the seller or higher than your bottom line if you're the buyer. A walkaway point, though, is different. A walkaway point is the point at which your company will lose money on the deal. Now this isn't a bluff point, but a number that your accounting team can validate. Cost accounting can be tricky, but someone somewhere in your organization will know this number. 
Looking at the map, each company has its own walkaway point. You'll only ever know your walkaway point, though. That's what makes the negotiation somewhat difficult, is you'll never really know how close you are to your counterpart's walkaway point. Now, the zone of potential agreement, or ZOPA, is the statistical mean and where each party would like the price to land in order for it to be a profitable agreement for both the buyer and the seller. Now, referring to the map again, it's the area in the middle between the two companies' bottom lines. Now, an asking price is the price quoted by the vendor or the supplier. Now, it's normally the highest price in the conversation. Occasionally though, a buyer's trade-offs or their requested terms and conditions will raise an asking price, especially when those trade-offs and T's and C's are not disclosed to the seller at the time that the seller asks or sets their asking price. The asking price acts like an anchor. So anyone hearing the asking price in this case for our discussion, the buyer will often take a shortcut relative to the asking price. So let's say a buyer takes that shortcut. What they do is they make their counter offer to the seller relative to the asking price, meaning they're using the asking price like an anchor. When a buyer asks for a 10% discount, for example, they are using the asking price as an anchor rather than doing the calculations to establish their own target price. A price anchor acts much like a boat, though, with only one anchor. The price negotiations will then revolve around the asking price. And I'll show you an example in a few slides. So a target price is your preferable price, whether you're the buyer or the seller. By setting a target price, you take control over the money conversation and both buyers and sellers should have a price target or target price in mind. Now distributive bargaining happens when money gets divided or distributed between two or more companies. So now let's use the map, now that we've got the common terms, to map out some common distributive bargaining scenarios. So this is my money map with two concentric circles that overlap, sort of a Venn diagram. In the green line, circle is the buyer's bottom line. In the orange dotted lined circle is the seller's bottom line. This is the buyer's walkaway point. This is the seller's walkaway point. This is where the company's price target should be. And if you'll notice, it's in the middle of the zone of agreement. Now, this is an ideal scenario. Right, so here the seller is setting the asking price and the asking price is within the buyer's bottom line. The buyer then sets a price target and counters with that price target close to the seller's bottom line. Then the companies agree on a final price within the zone of agreement. Again, this is an ideal scenario because both companies are still profitable based on this final price. 
Now in this scenario, the vendor sets an asking price that's in the buyer's walk away point. Now that means that the buyer will lose money if it were to agree to the asking price. Unfortunately though, this does happen. One of my manufacturing clients will often receive quotes on widgets that exceed the price that they pass on to their customer. So in other words, my client quotes a price to their customers for let's say 10 screws. My client then sends out a request for price to their vendor pool to buy those 10 screws but the quotes from their vendor pool literally come back at a higher price point than my client is charging their customer for those 10 screws. So therefore, the vendor pool's asking price is technically within the buyer's walk away point because in that scenario, my client is literally losing money buying those 10 screws for any of the vendor's asking price. Now, in this situation, the buyer's target is too low. So here the seller has set the asking price near the buyer's bottom line, but the buyer has set its price target at the seller's walk away point. Now in this scenario, what happens is that the seller will lose money if it were to agree to the buyer's price target. Now I see this happen when my client's procurement department sets a price target based only on internal data. In other words, the buyer looks to historical purchase information without taking into consideration the time of the purchase, quantity, or the supplier's production schedule. Now in this slide, we're gonna talk about the anchor. So here, the seller is setting the asking price and it's a little bit closer to the buyer's walkaway point. So there's a bit of a discomfort with the buyer accepting the asking price. So the buyer then counters based off of the asking price. You'll notice I don't say target price, I say counter offer price, okay? The buyer has not set the target price. So now this happens when a buyer, or sometimes when sellers, will just simply take a percentage off of the asking price. So I've had buyers tell me, or sellers tell me, that they have a rule of thumb that she'll shave 10% off of the asking price. Maybe that's fair and maybe that's not fair. We'll never know if we don't go through the effort to set a price target. So now the final price sits firmly on the buyer's bottom line in this particular example because the buyer counter offered based off of the asking price rather than off of the price target. So now it's your turn. Now that you've got some tools to help you understand the back and forth process when negotiating money, use this map to choose a recent negotiation and place the following five things on the map and you can use your chapter five as a guide what's your walk away point what is that number what's your bottom line it should give you a little bit of wiggle room between your walk away point and your preferred price target which is number three then understand where the asking price falls within this particular map and then try to establish what you think the proposed final agreed price should be and that should really fall within the zone ask me for help. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about an upcoming negotiation, please set up a 30-minute appointment with me. I'd be happy to work with you. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.